Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast hunter lowry here i'm a financial advisor and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy not just short-term wealth and guys one of the best ways to create that family legacy and to build your overall net worth is to avoid the most common investing mistakes that i see people make so i'm going to go through seven of very very common mistakes uh, that i consistently see when i bring new clients on and it's not your fault if you're falling susceptible to some of these it's very very easy to do especially if you're not working with a professional and, and someone in, that you have someone in your corner giving you good advice and, and really understanding what you're trying to accomplish but realistically, falling for a lot of these different traps can have a really large impact on your chance of success and on building your overall net worth. So one of the first things that I commonly see people having trouble with is not having a good understanding of the taxation of your different accounts and the trades that you are making. I know we have talked about this quite often, but it is so unbelievably crucial to know exactly what types of accounts you're using, why you're using them, and what the tax consequences of those accounts are. I mean, I see it all the time. It happens a lot, especially with 401k rollovers. You know, a person retires or leaves an old job or something like that, and they're trying to roll over their 401k into an IRA, but they don't really know if it's a traditional 401k if it's a Roth 401k, if they've been getting any matching components at all, they're just not really sure. And they, they might have been, sometimes I talk to people that they've been using their 401k for 20 years. You know, they might have half a million dollars in there and they have zero idea if it's growing tax-free or tax-deferred. Well, that makes a huge, huge difference on the back end. I mean, with the traditional 401k, when we go to pull the money out in retirement, you're going to be paying taxes on it. With a Roth 401k or IRA, you're not paying any taxes on that money. So we really, really need to know what type of compound growth are you accumulating? Is it tax-free or tax-deferred? Also, sometimes people just have all of their money in non-retirement brokerage accounts, and they don't realize that even by making a transfer, by making any trades, they're going to be taxed on the realized gains of those trades. Now remember, you are only realizing a gain or a loss when you hit the sell button, right? I tell people all the time, even when the market's volatile and the market's down, technically you have not lost anything until you hit the sell button. You still own the same number of shares, but um, within different brokerage accounts, you can, and non-retirement accounts, you can get yourself into a situation where if you are selling positions at a gain, and your account actually goes down over the year, you could have to pay taxes on an account 
that lost money throughout the year. So it's super, super important to understand what tax consequences you have for each of the different accounts that you're investing in. Okay, the second uh, most common mistake that I see people making is having zero or inadequate insurance. Now, we've had the, the insurance conversation um, pretty frequently here over the last few episodes, but remember, insurance should not be used for a tax savings vehicle or for an investment vehicle. We wanna keep the insurance and the investments separate. It should strictly be used for risk mitigation. We wanna have good coverage for a good cost. Now, that's, you know, we want to make sure that you are properly covered, but if you're not covered at all, you have zero health insurance, zero life insurance, you know, unfortunately, by just one bad thing happening, you may be having to tap into retirement accounts and different investment accounts and trigger some uh, early withdrawal penalties and taxes and all these things just to cover an instance where, you know, having good health insurance or disability insurance in place could have avoided the entire situation. So we really need to make sure you have that proper insurance in place so that we're not dipping into retirement and investment accounts in order to save yourself from those unfortunate situations that may occur. The third most common mistake that I see people making is panicking during volatile markets and during market corrections. You know, a lot of times these people, they, they're driven by impatience. They want the reward right now. You know, hey, I've had my money invested for three, four years. It should be just killing it by now. Well, again, depending on when you start and depending on where we are in the market cycle, there it's not an if, it's a when there's going to be market corrections and when there's going to be volatility. So we cannot follow the herd mentality here of markets falling, we get nervous, sell at the bottom, the market goes up, we buy at the top. So that's the worst possible thing that you can do. And that's why I'm so big on having that overall financial planning and having something that you can stick with through the thick and thin because that's how you're gonna be successful, having time in the market, not timing the market. The next common mistake I see people make is taking random advice and betting really big on one or two plays. Um, I can't tell you how many people over the last couple of years said, yeah, you know, I'm not super positive. I want to uh, invest in the stock market. I'm really big into Dogecoin right now, or i am just heard this great thing about um, these meme stocks, about GameStop, and um, I, I really wanna just go heavy on those because my neighbor told me that if I put in $100,000 into GameStop, I can probably retire within the next six months. Well, we all know how that went. <laughs> Not so good. We can't put all of your eggs into one basket. I mean, especially something as risky as crypto, and I'm not even gonna get into that conversation, but even putting all your eggs into one or two individual stocks, it's just not a good way to go. You know, a lot of times people, they, they get to be, they're expecting too much from their investments. Like I said, I'm gonna put $100,000 into GameStop and I should be able to retire. It's gonna 10X um, what I put in, in in three months. And that's not the way to build wealth. The way to do it is to be consistent with the contributions, be well diversified and stay the course. So don't take the random advice and go all in on one or two big plays. Even if it works once, chances are the second time you try it, you're gonna lose everything that you gained originally anyways. <laughs> Another really common mistake, and this one seems uh, pretty obvious, but it's not investing at all. 
Unfortunately, I also receive the conversation sometimes of, okay, Hunter, you know, I'm 60 years old, I'm out of debt, I'm wanting to get investing, I wanna retire in three years. If I start putting in $500 a month, can you get me to retire in three years? No, I do not have a magic wand. Our portfolios are not magic. Of course, the biggest component of this whole thing is having time on your side. The earlier that we can get started with this stuff and the more that we can contribute over that time, the more successful that you're going to be. So we really don't wanna wait on the sidelines and wait for the perfect opportunity or wait for the market to calm down or anything like that. We got to get started so that we have time on our side and we can allow compound interest to work for you. Another really common mistake is people investing money that you can't afford to risk. This one is really, really big because I see it happen also sometimes where you know, you're know you investing into your 401k and your Roth IRA and you're, you're doing all these things that you really should be doing, but then all of a sudden you say, oh man, I forgot, you know, I wanna buy a home and I don't have the cash on hand, so I need to drain everything from my, from my 401k, pay the early withdrawal penalties, and pull all the money out of my Roth IRA as well, just to be able to afford a short-term goal that I didn't save for, right? We want to only invest money that we don't need over the short term. We want to keep that long-term mindset it does not make any sense at all to pay early early withdrawal penalties and taxes on top of that just to get the money out of an account to pay for a short-term goal that you could have just cash flowed if you would have budgeted for it. So we really wanna keep those two things separate. It's great to budget for short-term goals, but we do not want to invest that money and try to play the game of, oh, if I am you know invest over the next year and if I hit a home run, I'll be able to put more down on my home than I originally expected. It's not a good game plan. We don't wanna have that short of an outlook with any of your investments that you have. And the final mistake that I see a lot of investors make is averaging down. And <laughs> this is it's a, it's an interesting one because basically what averaging down means is let's say you invested in BlackBerry, right? And you were really bullish. They were the the new and and best phone and it was just supposed to be the the greatest technology of all time. Well, if you've been holding BlackBerry for a while, it's just been going down and down and down and down and down. So maybe you know you put so much effort into reviewing it and and analyzing it and you just decided in your brain that it was such a good stock that every time it took a big dip you put in more money and more money and more money and you just wrote it all the way to the bottom just continuing to put more money in thinking that the day it rebound you're going to recoup all of your losses. We can't just continue to buy a stock as it falls lower and lower and lower just based off of a feeling or an emotion. It's really important, especially with individual stocks, to have a very strict buying and selling reason and know exactly what those numbers look like on when you're going to actually liquidate those positions, whether it went up or down in value for you. So again, those are seven of the most common investing mistakes that I could think of off the top of my mind. I'm sure there's others and we could go into a lot more detail <laughs> on every single one of those. But at the end of the day, again, winning in personal finance is only 20% head knowledge. It's 80% behavior. And all of these things that I'm talking about is just behavioral based. And it's easy to fall into these traps, again, when you have nobody on your side, nobody to run ideas by, and you're just willy-nilly out there trying to accomplish these things on your own. 
but hopefully that helps. Hopefully that can help identify um, some potential weaknesses or maybe strengths that you have within your investing game plan. And if I can ever help, if you want to talk about your financial goals that you have and go over a game plan to help you reach those goals while taking on the least amount of risk, I would love to chat with you. You can always book a one-on-one discovery call with myself at my website, hunterlowry.com. All right, guys, it's a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care.